Let's jump over here, and I believe we do now have Gail O'Neill, the Sangamon County Director of Public Health, on the line with us. Gail, are you there? I am. Wonderful. Thank you uh, so much for taking the time. Again, I know you're extremely busy as well, but we always appreciate it. Uh, I gave a very uh, limited, big-picture overview, but tell us what people need to know about the COVID booster shots, uh, who can get them, and, and how do they do so? Well, COVID boosters are for people that are 65 or older or the people that are between 50 and 64 with some underlying medical conditions or people 18 and older that have underlying medical conditions. And it might be that they work someplace that would put them at higher risk. For example, if they're school teachers or they're um, working in a grocery store where they're exposed to a lot of people who aren't wearing masks, those kind of things. And uh, we want to be able to get them a vaccine booster. A couple things. They need to remember this is just for Pfizer right now. So if you've had two doses of Pfizer and your second dose was at least six months ago, you are eligible for the booster. Now, I, I want to get a, a clarification on one point here because, sure. um, uh, you know, as you noted, the CDC recommendation was essentially uh, the 65 and older or, as you noted, underlying health conditions for those younger than 65 or if you were in an occupational setting where, uh, you know, it, it might be necessary because you're just in that sort of congregate uh, sort of setting. Uh, but on the uh, the county health department website, it just really simply says you must be at least 18 years old and have gotten the Pfizer vaccine. And it doesn't really go into a lot of those other things. So can people who are 18 and up and got Pfizer, can they get that third shot just because it would make them feel more safe? They can. Um, we still are, have a focus on trying to make sure we get first shots in arms, too. But um, if they have a concern of a health condition or reason that they might want um, the booster, they can. Um, I thought we had a little more explanation on the website, but <laughs> that's okay. Anybody that feels that they need one, we're not asking them to get a doctor's note. Um, we just, you know, want want the boosters to be available, and I think the six months is the key, and um, that we target, you know, and try to make sure that the seniors get get vaccinated. Sure. Uh, and again, this is only for those who had the Pfizer vaccine. I'm Team Moderna myself. Are you, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> are you hearing anything about when or if booster shots will be either recommended or available for for those who got uh, one of the other vaccines? I think they're they're talking about it, but I have not heard where they stand with the uh, with the CDC and with you know the FDA on those kind of things. One of the things that was been studied is is the booster really helpful to those that don't have underlying health conditions? So um, in this circumstance, if there's people that you know really don't have underlying conditions, is it going to help them? We don't know 100 um, percent. So I think that's what Moderna's looking at as well. What do you know uh, or what uh, have any studies shown about side effects with a third dose? Uh, you know, I, I can relate my own story where my first dose, I didn't feel anything. My second dose, I had about eight hours of fatigue and chills and then felt great after that. Uh, are, are people getting or should they anticipate uh, feeling side effects if they get that third Pfizer shot? I think they should expect a sore arm, of course, and then hopefully they have a little bit of a symptoms like you described yours because it means your body's recognizing it and working to fight it off. So I don't have not heard any major um, complaints about side effects on, on third doses yet.
I ask you about this every time I talk to you. Uh, you've got, uh, as you noted, the ongoing effort to get more first and second doses into arms because we're still only about 55% of the county fully vaccinated. Now you've got a booster shot campaign that's going. And soon we could see the, the COVID vaccine for kids 5 to 11. Uh, that authorization uh, might just be weeks away or, or perhaps even sooner. And, and let me ask you, are you hearing anything more uh, about that? Uh, d- does it seem like that is imminent? It seems like it is. I, I think we're still a few weeks away. Someone today said something about Halloween. So I don't, you know, it looks like it's a few weeks away if that are, is to happen. So with all of that going on, I guess the first question is, do you in fact have enough vaccine uh, for everybody who might decide they want it? I know it's a little bit tougher for those who haven't yet been vaccinated to uh, to get them uh, to, to move when they haven't done so for months now. But there's going to be a lot of other people who are going to want those third doses or doses for kids. We have a, a sufficient supply of the vaccine to meet that demand? Yes, we. Um, the state has encouraged us not to stockpile. We had lots of vaccine for a while, and then we didn't want some to expire. So last week we got a, a tray is how the Pfizer comes with uh, 1,170 doses on it, and I think we used under 40 yesterday. And so we've got, we've got plenty of vaccine right now, and we can get more. We can order it every week, and we can, you know, in our community with the other partners that we have, SIU and uh, Springfield Clinic and the hospitals, sometimes if it's tight, we share with one another and borrow and pay back. So I don't anticipate us having a shortage of vaccine. Now, uh, you are making appointments available uh, to get the, the booster shot or, or to get your first or second dose. Are right. appointments necessary? Does it just help you with planning? Uh, what people need to know about that it helps us with planning and it helps people sometimes know that you know they've got an appointment so there's a time to go it helps us also know if we need to expand you know have more nurses when we found this out late friday we suddenly you know put on a couple extra nurses because we didn't want people to um, have to wait and we didn't because it was so late to get the information out to the public we really didn't have a big rush on vaccines but we're trying to with appointments it kind of helps us see if we need to boost up or extend our drive-through hours or you know, however we can help meet the demand. We're talking with Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill this afternoon. And Gail, I don't want to blindside you, but I just learned about this a couple of minutes ago that apparently the the county is going back to court on another quarantine case, this one involving a Rochester high school student who may have been exposed to the virus, but the parents don't want to, uh, I guess, voluntarily keep them out of school. What can you tell us about that? Well, this is an issue we have from time to time. Um, and it's, you know, not something that we like to do, but public health um, does provide quarantine orders for people who are, you know, not inclined to uh, cooperate with the quarantine. So um, every once in a while, people want to have, you know, their their day in court and to um, explain their situation. It's unfortunate. We don't <laughs> like to do that, but uh, we're all trying to make sure that the um, virus is contained as much as possible. What What's the status of that? Have you had the hearing in court yet? Has there been a ruling or, or when is that expected to happen? This has just started. Um, our order was Friday that it should be later this week. I think the judges get We're trying to find a judge with some time this week. Uh, and in the meantime, that student will remain out of uh, out of school until the, the court hearing? Correct. Okay. Or until there's a resolution. Right. Okay. And, you know, I know in the last case uh, that we saw like this out of Pleasant Plains, you actually reached an agreement with the family where they would get a couple of tests done, and depending upon the results, then kids could come back. So that would would that be something you would strive for in this case if they're agreeable to that? 
Absolutely. Okay. Uh, keep us posted on that if you would. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let me ask you about you know, looking forward. Uh, we have started to see some of these case numbers come down. Unfortunately, we're continuing to see uh, deaths uh, at a level that we had not seen for some time because of COVID. But we're also getting to the point where even though the weather today doesn't indicate it, we are going to see cooler weather here before too much longer. Less dining outdoors, more indoor uh, meals and events and activities and things. Uh, are, are you concerned about another potential uptick as we see fall arrive the way we did last year? Well, one thing that we have to our advantage is that half our population is at least vaccinated this time, and, and those that are most vulnerable in the long-term care facilities are vaccinated. So those are things that should help us this year that we didn't have last year at this time, and the numbers were horrible, you know, right, right after Halloween and Thanksgiving and the, through the holidays. So, yeah, the, we still need to remember, you know, at this point, masking appears to work for people. Don't like it, but it, it's one of our um, actions that can help and vaccine and distance. So we'll probably have similar guidance for family gatherings this year um, and uh, something that we need to keep in mind that it, we don't want to turn around and have a year like last year. And of course, uh, COVID's not the only thing you're dealing with. That in and of itself would be two full-time jobs for you, but you're also dealing with other health issues, including getting flu shots into arms. What kind of response have you had from that since you started offering those shots in the last few days? We've, we've been having some uh, steady flow of people with that. I think the pharmacies and other partners are as well. This year, we're going to the state sites. Last year, everything was pretty much drive-through, so we're, we're getting a lot of people um, from the state employees that are getting vaccinated, so I think we're doing well. Last year, it was kind of quiet because everybody stayed home, and, and we, we don't want to have flu this year either, so... You can actually get both vaccines if you'd wanted to. Um, if you ask for one at the drive-thru, if you're getting COVID in one arm, you could get flu in the other, influenza. <laughs> you might have two sore arms, but yeah. um, you could be well protected. In indeed. Uh, and, Gail, one last question before we let you go. Uh, we heard today that more than 900 District 186 students being kept out of school because they haven't shown their proof of immunization uh, or gotten the required physicals and things. I know the county health department can play a role in helping families get all of that paperwork together and get those kids back in classes. Are you seeing a, a rush of people now uh, coming, uh, scrambling last minute to try to get that done? And what do people need to know to be able to do that and get their kids back in school? Yeah, that's a difficulty. We hate saying that every year, but, um, you know, we do have appointments. I believe we're pretty much, you know, we've got some appointments booked out a week or two. So we're sending notes with the parents to say there is an appointment. We They have one and that may work at the school. I'm not sure. Um, so this is, you know, a frustration, <laughs> and, and it, it's doubly this year because last year there were none, really, um, in, for in-person learning. So they're kind of catching up for two years' worth, and there's a lot of vaccines. It's not just as easy as having one vaccine to give people. You know, there's, there's different schedules for different ages, and it, it's quite a challenge. So we sure want to see the kids back in school as soon as possible. So can people just reach out to the health department to, to schedule an appointment? Should they just go through yes. their doctor? I don't know. Some people just don't, really don't have doctors. So, okay, so the health department is a resource to get that taken yes. care of. Gail O'Neill is the director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health, and we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much this afternoon. Thank you.